Chapter 18 of Stories of the Victoria Cross by Frank Mundell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Attack on Morosi's Mountain. While the Zulu War was taxing the energies of Great Britain, fresh troubles broke out in another part of South Africa. The Basutos, a bold, hardy tribe, who inhabited the country on the western side of the colony of Natal, took up arms to defend their land against an expected invasion of the British. On being ordered by the High Commissioner to surrender their arms, they refused, and broke out into open rebellion. A force of colonists and friendly natives marched against the Basuto chief, named Morosi. Two engagements took place, in both of which the British force was victorious, and succeeded in carrying off many horses and a large number of cattle. Finding that they were no match for the invaders in open conflict, the Basutos retired to their most impregnable fortress known as Morosi's Mountain. Here they made preparations for a stubborn resistance. The British colonial troops were sent against this mountain with all speed, but on arrival they found that their task of capturing it was by no means easy. On three sides the mountain was perfectly perpendicular, while the fourth was a steep slope of about a mile in length. This slope was protected by a series of walls from eight to twelve feet high, loopholed for rifles and guns, and very strongly built. The troops advanced to the attack, but from behind the stockade, the Basutos poured a heavy fire upon their assailants, and they had to abandon the attempt. After repeated failures to carry the stronghold, it was resolved to starve the defenders into submission. The mountain was accordingly surrounded by the British force, who kept a sharp watch that no provisions were conveyed to the besieged. The Basutos, however, refused to surrender. A final assault was at length made, this time with complete success. The fortress was captured, and among others the chief Morosi was shot. After this, the Basutos laid down their arms and submitted to British authority. The victory was not gained without the shedding of blood, and two men won the Victoria Cross. From behind a line of stone barricades, the Basutos brought a heavy fire to bear on the colonial troops toiling up the steep ascent. Owing to the secure position of the enemy, it was impossible for the troops to return the fire, and they were shot down in large numbers. Seeing this, Sergeant Scott of the Cape Mounted Rifles volunteered to throw few shells over this barricade and dislodge the enemy. His offer was accepted. After giving orders for the men of his party to retire, lest the shell should burst, 
Scott boldly advanced under a heavy fire. On getting beneath the shelter of the wall, he made two attempts to throw shells over it. At the second attempt, owing to some defect in the fuse, the shell burst the moment it left his hands. Scott suffered severely by the explosion, receiving a wound in his right leg and having his right hand blown to pieces. But for his forethought in ordering his party to retire under cover, great loss of life would probably have been the result of the accident. During the attack, Surgeon Hartley distinguished himself by gallantry, as humane as it was conspicuous. Seeing Corporal Jones of the Cape Mounted Rifles lying wounded and unable to move, the surgeon went out to his assistance. Proceeding into the open under heavy fire, he reached the wounded man, raised him in his arms, and brought him back to the British lines. Strange to say, he escaped unhurt, but the corporal received a second wound while being conveyed to a place of safety. Surgeon Hartley noticed on his way many others of the attacking force lying helpless. So, after he had attended to the corporal's injuries, he returned to dress the wounds of these men, heedless of the bullets that whistled round him. Some months later, war broke out again in Basutoland, and another army medical officer won the coveted honour. The Basutos displayed the most determined bravery, and forced the British to retire with considerable loss in killed and wounded. Then Surgeon McRae went out for a considerable distance in front, under a heavy fire, and brought one of the wounded men to a sheltered position. While on his way for a stretcher, he was severely wounded by a bullet in his right breast. In spite of this, he continued to assist the wounded, bringing them in and attending to them till the close of the day. As there was no other surgeon on the field, McRae had to dress his own wound. The self-devotion of his conduct on this occasion called forth the admiration of his commanding officer, who wrote, Had it not been for this gallantry and devotion to his duty on the part of Surgeon McRae, the sufferings of the wounded men would undoubtedly have been much aggravated, and greater loss of life would probably have occurred. End of chapter 18